This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, it's my privilege to welcome back Mark Vrogup. Mark is the lead pastor at College Park Church in Indianapolis, where he has been since 2008. Mark is married to Sarah. They have four children. He's also a conference speaker and a council member with the Gospel Coalition. Recently, Mark has written a great book to help Christians learn the biblical practice of lament. It's called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. You can read more about Mark and his writings at his website, markvrogup.com. That's Mark and then his last name, V-R-O-E-G-O-P.com. Mark, thanks for being with us today on the podcast again. Champ, it's great to be with you again. Well, Mark, I'm looking forward to this discussion. The last several have been fantastic. What passage do you have for us today? Psalm 13, verse 1. Here's what God's Word says. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? So what's going on? David is asking questions. They're kind of shocking questions. Bring us into what's going on here. Well, David is doing what a third of the Psalms do. He's laying out a lament to the Lord. He's complaining. And you can be sinful in how you complain. But David here is complaining that it feels as if God has forgotten him. The circumstances of his life have lined up such that he feels like God is hiding his face from him. And so he's laying out the angst of his soul for the purpose, this is really important, for the purpose that he might be able to recommit himself to trusting that God has not, in fact, hidden himself and he hasn't forgotten him. So one of the qualities of biblical lament is that there's a purpose in it, and that purpose is to reaffirm our trust in God's promises and purposes in our life. But are there other qualities that characterize a biblical lament? There are. You know, a lament is a musical form. It's uh, poetry. So we have to be careful that we don't sort of create some sort of linear structure as though it's like one, two, three, four. But typically laments have four key elements where the psalmist turns to God in prayer. Instead of giving God the silent treatment, he talks to God with this minor key language that's incredibly helpful. Uh, secondly, lays out complaints. Uh, and in chapter 13, the uh, turning and the complaining are linked together into these first uh, two verses. So complaint essentially says, God, I know you're good, but the circumstances of life just don't seem like that. So what do we do with that? We tell God this doesn't make sense. And third, we ask God to fulfill his promises. We call on him boldly to move. And then finally, we reaffirm our trust in him. So all laments are designed to lead from complaint to trust. If it just stops in complaint, it's not a lament. And if it doesn't end in trust, it's not a lament. Laments have to move from where you are to trusting in God's purposes. So I think you've already commented on it somewhat, but help us understand further, what can we learn about what God is like through the reality that he gives us words of lament to say? I think God loves and cares for us in the same way that I love and care for my kids when they're in pain. And even when I've done things that have uh, been confusing to them, when they come with a, a humble 
pain-filled heart, I'm inclined to listen to them because I love them and care for them. And what's beautiful is that in the same way that a kind and loving father would give his children permission to talk to him about their sorrows and their struggles, even if I'm the source of them, so too God invites us to continue talking with him when the circumstances of our life uh, beg the question, God, are you there? Do you know? And so we have this language that increases our love capacity for God when the circumstances of life would tempt us to decrease our confidence in him or to decrease our uh, loving commitment to pursuing him. So, Mark, you started with verse one. There's the next few verses that comprise the rest of this psalm, Psalm 13. Why don't we just take a minute and just go there? Would you read this whole psalm for us? We don't usually do this on the podcast, but I think this is worth doing. So would you read Psalm 13, 1 to 6? How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long must my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice, because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And I will sing to the Lord, because he has dealt bountifully with me. So Mark, how has this psalm affected you on a heart level? How's the Lord used it in your life? I love the psalm because it's short it's punchy, and it's uh, deeply doctrinal and theological. I think that uh, of all people on the planet, Christians should know how to lament, because we know the arc of redemption. We know the story of creation, fall, redemption, and uh, restoration. And this psalm has helped me to take my sorrows to the Lord more quickly, and also to walk my pain through a process of saying, look, you're real in my life, and this is hard, But I'm not going to be beholden to all of these emotions. I'm going to continue to trust that the steadfast love of the Lord indeed is worthy of placing my hope in, despite the fact that my emotions are carrying me the other direction. So this psalm has been helpful, I think, to give me a little different perspective on what real Christianity is. And it's more about the tension of living between the pole of a hard life and trusting in God's sovereignty than it is having those things be reconciled. I think those two can coexist. So Mark, what are some other Psalms of lament that we could look at in days to come for further study and further prayers of our heart to the Lord? Another one that I love is Psalm 77. Hmm. One of the reasons I love that one is because there's six rhetorical questions beginning in um, verse seven and just really poignant questions that are being asked as to Lord, have you abandoned me? And Lord, what have you, what have you done? Uh, Psalm 10 would be another one that starts off. Why, Oh Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself uh, in time of trouble? Another one would be uh, Psalm 5, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my groaning, give attention to the sound of my cry. So there's just these great, great ideas of um, what it means to trust in God when you wonder, God, where are you? And then you could go into other kinds of lament psalms, including imprecatory psalms where you're longing for justice or repentant psalms where you're 
expressing your sorrow for your own brokenness or the brokenness that you see in your society, your church, your culture. So there's um, there's a psalm of lament for every season of grief that we're walking through. Thank the Lord for that. He knows what we need, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And given us, believe it or not, songs we can sing in every season, which is just remarkable. Such a gift. Mark, I'm so glad you were able to be with us today and for pointing us to these psalms that are dark and yet we need them. And uh, it's a gift of the Lord to us. As your book says, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. Mark, would you take a moment and pray these verses for our listeners as we close today? Happy to. Lord, thank you that your word offers such poignancy and honesty with the depth of sorrow and emotions that we sometimes feel. Lord, we know that our world is filled with all kinds of brokenness, and in that uh, broken condition that affects our lives so significantly, we can come to you and talk to you about the struggles of our soul, and thank you that you've not only told us that you can handle that conversation, that prayer language, but you actually have put it in the Bible and inspired words so that when we don't know what we can pray, we can just simply pray your word back to you. So Lord, in the midst of all kinds of challenges that we face, uh, we come to you with our pain, believing that however big and dramatic and painful our pain is, it never, ever, ever compromises the beauty of your promises and their efficacy in our lives. So help my brothers and sisters who may be walking through hard moments to believe that you both love them, that they can talk to you, and that they can recommit themselves to trust. So Lord, thank you that we can lament so that we can receive grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.